your state, your team, your show. This is Sports Nightly. Empty set. Huskers pitch it off out of that to Maurice Washington in the 15, 10, 5. He's in. Touchdown. Maurice Washington on the Jets series takes the inside pitch from Martinez, rips off the right side and finds Pater, and Nebraska has him. Sells a touchdown here in the first quarter. Now, let's check the pulse of Husker Nation with your hosts, Greg Sharp and Nate Rohr. For the first time in 18 years, a number one versus a number two matchup involving the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Coming your way in about an hour from the Bob Devaney Sports Center. As we're just going to have a short sports alley for you tonight to hand it off to John Bader and Lauren Cook-West for Husker Volleyball at the Devaney Center. Welcome, Greg Sharp, Nate Roar with you. We're going to dive into a Husker practice report here in just a couple of minutes. But how exciting is it? To have a number one versus number two. It's been on the crawl on ESPN all day today. Well, number one versus number two, rematch of the national championship game from last year. Uh, the last four national champions in the sport of volleyball. Are in the building. Yeah, that that's pretty good. That's, that's a matchup with some juice, it, it, even beyond just one versus two. I mean, the, the fact that these are the two programs that have dominated college volleyball the last four years and look poised to do so again, uh, nothing better. It, it should be a heck of a time at the Devaney Center tonight. I think that place will be lit. Uh, be my pretty guess. good chance. Pretty yeah. good chance. All right, so we're going to hand that off at the bottom of the hour as our crew is getting prepared and ready. We made we made this decision. We don't do this very often where we just kind of stop sports nightly for a volleyball match, but we made this decision back in August. We're like, how how do we compete with the sports nightly with that going on? So we decided early on we were going to do this tonight, and I think – Everybody across the state is going to be glad to be able to hear John and, and Lauren get cranked up here in about 30 minutes. Yeah, I don't think we would find many uh, dissenting uh, dissenting opinions about taking most of this night off, although we have a JTEC practice report we for do. you. But uh, we're taking most of the night off, handing off the big statewide network to John and Lauren, and hopefully Nebraska is able to avenge the national championship loss. Three points. Three points separated those two teams last year. A fifth set that was decided by three points. Pretty good. Looking forward to that tonight. So we're going to have some fun with that. Last time at number one, number two, Nebraska matchup, the 0-1 Nebraska-Oklahoma football matchup at Memorial Stadium. That's the last time we had that kind of a matchup in Lincoln. That certainly was a a memorable game with the – the fake and the throwback to Eric Crouch. Mike's was it Mike Stunts? Mike Stunts through the pass. Yep, uh, got it from Thunder Collins. Ran. Were you there? To, I was not. I didn't. Nate Roar. I hey, believe me, I would have given anything to be there, but you know the Roar family budget didn't allow did, for yeah. many uh, many games. I only went to four games as a fan before I started working them. Sure wanted to be there though. Wow, a lot of people have memories of that of that matchup. Uh, it's been a while since Husker Volleyball has hosted a one versus two. You have to go back to the days of the Coliseum in the 90s when that happened. So that'll be fun tonight. Uh, Nate mentioned we will have a, a JTEC practice report coming up here in a little bit. Huskers getting prepared for their conference opener Saturday night against the Fighting Illini. Apparently the Illini are going to just open up the student gates and let anybody come in without a ticket. <laughs> Yeah, they, they have to get people into the building somehow. I mean, somebody said a 41,000-person enrollment. 49. 49,000. Almost 50. 
My goodness. It's 49,003-something, almost right. 50,000 students. And, and Memorial Stadium in, in Champaign is not a big stadium either. It's a 60,000-seat yeah. stadium. I like it. I, I think it's great. You know, it, it's a lot of brick, a lot of history. It's where Red Grange played. Uh, yet they've done a nice job updating the press box. And I'll be interested to see the new football facility up there. Right. Uh, see what we can see of that. Uh, as we get ready for Nebraska to embark on a facility improvement project for football. But uh, at, at the same time, it's kind of a slap in the face. And, and you get it to an extent just because, you know, Lovey Smith's not had much success there. But still, you know, if you're a student in Champaign, Illinois, you really got something better to do there? On a Saturday night. Yeah, exactly. I think that they'll show up. Now, hopefully the Huskers give them reason to depart early, mm-hmm. get out to a good start and get that going. I, I got in this discussion today with somebody. Where, where does Illinois football rank as far as a, a job within the Big Ten West? It's not the bottom because that would probably be Northwestern, even though Pat Fitzgerald has worked mm-hmm. miracles there. But facilities-wise, and I know Northwestern has a new indoor facility, but the stadium, Illinois' history is better than Northwestern. But are they are they ahead of anybody else? Are they ahead of Purdue? Yes. You think, I think they are? So. Okay. I, I think Purdue's a little tougher academically. I think it's easier okay. to get a kid into Illinois than it is to Purdue+. Plus. At Illinois, you've got the natural Chicago recruiting base. I know Purdue can draw from that as well, but it seems like Illinois has a little better access to it. So uh, I would say Illinois is a better job. Minnesota? No. And then the rest probably no. Wisconsin, it's pretty Nebraska, self-evident. Iowa. Yeah, no. Okay. Cause, and, and our debate was about Illinois versus Purdue because I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. Like, to me, it seems pretty even although if you go back over the last 40 years illinois certainly made more rose bowl appearances than purdue has made and it seems like about every 15 20 years illinois would pop up and have a really good team and 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 bust through there and win the league yeah it's it's odd because other than those handful of teams you think of the juice williams team into like 2007 somewhere in there you think of the o2 team that that made it to a rose bowl uh, was that Jeff George or was he no, gone that, by then? That that was well after his time. Okay. Uh, but y- you think about it, and they'll have a team, like you said, mm-hmm. and they'll have a, a fair amount of talent. Like you think of a guy they're honoring this weekend, Simeon Rice, great who player. was a great college player and had a great career in the pros. Like They'll have a guy or two on the, on the team you have to deal with. Reggie Corbin is probably that guy this year. But and they'll have two or three of those guys once every ten years, every fifteen years, to where they're a Rose Bowl team, to where they're a team you have to deal with. But for the most part, it those highs are quickly met with pretty low lows, and and for the most part, you expect to beat Illinois, and I'm sure Nebraska does this week. Oscars are almost a two touchdown favorite in that game. Nate mentioned it. Let's do it. A practice report. Every practice. We're going to work on it every single day until these guys master it. All season long. There's nothing better as an athlete than being part of something that's bigger than just yourself. And I think these guys are starting to feel that and we'll keep building it. It's time for a Husker football practice report on Sports Nightly. 
presented by JTEC Construction. Time to replace your roof? Call JTEC, the official exterior experts of the Huskers, for a free estimate. JTEC Construction is a family-owned company with locations in Lincoln, Omaha, and Grand Island. Huskers worked out today inside the Hawks Championship Center just north of Memorial Stadium, and Trey Walters, the Husker offensive coordinator, met with the media and First question to Troy was about Nebraska's performance on Saturday, putting up 44 points on Northern Illinois. Troy Walters was asked uh, if the performance on Saturday was a little closer to what he's looking for out of the offense. Yeah, we're getting better each week. Um, you know, week two, we were better than we were week one. Week three, we were better than week two. Um, so we got to take a next uh, step this week. Uh, we can't turn the ball over. Uh, one is too many, so we got to make sure we have 100% ball security. Uh, we need to finish drives better, you know, with our kicking situation as it is. We got to we got to score touchdowns, and we can't put it in the kicker's hands. We got to um, put it in our own hands and, and execute on third down and, and finish drives. You know, special teams did a great job of creating good field position. Defense is doing a good job creating turnovers, giving us good field position. We got to finish better. So that's one of the things we've uh, stressed and we've worked on this week. Yeah, you feel like there's been movement. There's been an upward climb each of the three weeks, and, and the offense, frankly, struggled against South Alabama. And then against Colorado, good for three out of the four quarters. The third quarter was awful. And and then against Northern Illinois, very, very good. Really throughout, balanced, engaged other wide receivers. Uh, Diedrich Mills running for 100 yards as the backup running back. They, Nebraska was able to get to its secondary weapons mm -hmm. better against Northern Illinois than they have all year. It's the trend you want to see. Mm -hmm. Get better each week. So the Huskers able to get more wide receivers involved. Mike Williams had a catch. Kunavai Noah had his first catch as a Husker. Trey Walters was asked about getting wide receivers other than J.D. Spielman and Wandale Robinson involved. A little of everything. Trust, you know, putting them out there, understand that they're going to make a play. Uh, Adrian going through his progressions. Um, you know, early on we wanted to get uh, kind of eye a, a, a reception. And so we, you know, second th or third or fourth play, we, we had him run a quick out. And, you know, he was a primary target. So it was good to get the ball in his hands. And, um, you know, all those guys worked well, worked hard in practice. Uh, they did again this week. So, uh, you know, we got to keep guys fresh. We got to keep guys healthy. It's going to be a long season. And so I've got to have trust in those guys that when their numbers called, they're going to make a play. And so you'll see a similar rotation. Um, you know, I want guys to play fast. So it may be three plays and you're out. But those three plays, you better be going 100% full speed and uh, not leaving anything on the table. And he mentions trust, and you wonder if that was an issue for Adrian Martinez as he was acclimating to Kunavai Noah and Mike Williams continuing to push his way into the lineup and, and guys like that. But it was good to see and important because this is an easy team to defend unless all those wide receivers that are spread out are weapons that have to be covered. You need to make your opponent – respect more than Maurice Washington and J.D. Spielman. Mm -hmm. And they have to respect more guys than that, or they can really game plan to those two. And I think last week was a good start. And we'll see if the Huskers are able to carry it forward against Illinois. Trey Walters was asked for a scouting report of the Illini defense. 
Just that. They're a reflection of, of Coach Smith, um, a defensive coach, getting after it up front, trying to cause disruption, trying to get a pass rush with four guys and not, not necessarily have to blitz and bring an extra guy. So um, they do a lot of twisting stunts. Um, so our hands are full. So we got to get the ball out quick, make sure that Adrian has a, a clean pocket, move the pocket at times, um, just change it up in terms of what they're going to see from us. And uh, uh, but the big point of emphasis is making sure that uh, we give Adrian time and O-line has worked on the d different stunts and the different pressures that they do bring. And we feel confident they're going to do a great job. Illinois so far has given up 20 points per game, and Trey Walters mentioned their pass rush. Uh, they've had a pretty pretty effective pass rush to this point, 12 sacks in three games. They really got after UConn in week two with a lot of sacks in that game, and there's, there's some talent on that defensive front, and they don't have Bobby Roundtree, who had that bad spinal cord injury over the summer. They really felt like he was an NFL player. And so they've pieced a few things together. They're not bad up front. I, I was mentioning to you, I went back today and watched the Eastern Michigan tape. They were good against the run. They, weren't, they, were, they were susceptible to giving up big plays in the passing game. So as long as Nebraska protects Adrian Martinez, they should be all right in the pass game. Trey Walters was asked specifically about Illinois' pass rush. Big challenge. They want to cause disruption. Um, they get after it up front. And, uh, you know, they don't do a whole lot in the back end but they're really disruptive. They twist, they move a lot up front. So uh, we've got our hands full. Um, and I think if we can do a good job of protecting Adrian and giving them a clean pocket, there's throws to be made, but uh, they present a definitely a challenge in terms of protecting and keeping them clean. So it, it, it will be important for this offensive line to communicate and be on the same page because it sounds like Illinois in some ways very similar to Northern Illinois, is very crafty with what they do with their guys up front and, and how they try to free up pass rush, rushers. So it'll be important for Cameron Jurgens to communicate with the rest of the offensive line and make sure Adrian Martinez is protected. It's interesting you say that because as I've studied them, I think they're a lot like that. I think they're mm. a lot like Northern Illinois across the board, offense and defense. We'll see how close that comparison is on Saturday. Eastern Michigan, even though they may have challenged, been challenged by the Illinois defense, was able to pull out the 34-31 win over the Fighting Illini. Troy Walters was asked what the Eagles were able to do against the Illini defense. Yeah, they made some big plays. Uh, when the big plays were there, they, they made them. Um, they were able to run the football, and uh, you know they, they always stayed kind of ahead of the chains. Um, and so that's what we got to do. I, I don't think they gave up a sack, maybe one that game. Um, so we've got to uh, eliminate negative type plays. And if we do that and stay on schedule, then uh, we'll be in pretty good shape. There again, just keep pressure off of Adrian Martinez and, and hopefully get a little something in the run game going. Kind of sounds like football 101, doesn't it? Protect your quarterback, get your run game going. Simple enough. Yeah. I mean, just on paper and, and you know, their, their talent versus Nebraska's talent, this is a game Nebraska ought to win. So exactly. just don't make mistakes and, and you should be fine as we continue along on the JTEC practice report. Uh, Huskers had a chance to finish out the game at Colorado and couldn't get it done. But against Northern Illinois, they were able to finish off the win. And one thing that can really help you finish off victories, a solid run game. Trey Walters was asked about running out the clock with this offense. 
It does because it's going to eat up some clock, um, and then when you you know when you wear teams down, it's it's the it's the run game that's going to finish them off. And so uh, our guys understand Colorado. We just weren't up to up to par in terms of the third quarter and finishing, but the, the guys have done a great job responding. Uh, just as an offense, you know, coming back from that Colorado, we we're down. Up, man, they had a great week of practice last week and showed resilience coming out and beating a, a good Northern Illinois team that did a lot on defense. I mean, they they came out first series and gave us a defensive front that we weren't expecting. And the guys made adjustments, and it just shows the type of character we have on offense and, and on defense, this whole team, and how we responded from a from a tough defeat and had a good showing last week. Yeah, not much to complain about offensively. It ebbed a little bit in the third quarter, but for the most part, the Husker offense was solid throughout and was able to salt that game away. And I was really impressed with the twos. The oh, way sure. the two came, the two group came in there, Noah Vedro let him down the field, scored short field. I get that, but that was impressive to see the twos march it down the field and put one in the end zone. And with those twos, we saw some freshmen get some playing time. Darian Chase made his Husker debut. Bryce Benhart, I think, was out there for a time. Mm -hmm. uh, and Trey Walters was asked about the strategy of playing freshmen uh, in the early part of the year. Yeah, we try to look at the big picture and we kind of project if we're going to need them. Uh, more than four games you know we, we want as many freshmen to play in those four games that are ready some guys we're going to need them more than four games and so we just kind of go game by game and and kind of see but in the big picture we're, we're just trying to figure out the big picture where guys fit and we don't want to burn a kid's red shirt and play him sparingly and and waste a year so uh you know that's a daily talk that we have as a staff and just trying to figure out what's in the best interest of the team and in best interest of the young men it's a balancing act because of the slow start last year and because Nebraska couldn't play a lot of young guys that they weren't going to need otherwise. It really wasn't an issue, but it'll be an issue going forward. How much, how often, how do you balance playing these true freshmen where you get their feet wet, but you also preserve their year? Ramir Johnson looked good. I want to see more. But I also don't want to burn his redshirt. Ryan Held did say today they are going to redshirt Ronald Tompkins. So that other freshman running back is going to redshirt this year. My guess is they'd like to keep Johnson on the sidelines too. Play him a couple more games, but keep him on the sidelines. Sure, he, he's not playing enough on special teams right. or in the rotation. So yeah, keep his year and then go with it next year. Beautiful. All right, we did it. We did it. We survived. Marathon. Call the grandkids. That's another guy that does that. Yeah, we'll just leave that to JB. To figure do everybody should just practice. <laughs> All right, that's it. Short show. Husker volleyball coming up next. Number one versus number two. The Huskers in Stanford. Rematch of last year's national championship game. Tomorrow night we'll have our Nebraska football show. The head coach himself, Scott Frost, will be here. To talk about this matchup with the Fighting Illini that opens conference play for the Big Red on Saturday night. Thanks to Nate, to Josh. I believe Brett's back there as well thanks to him enjoy the volleyball match coming up next